Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Graham, good afternoon. Welcome. Hey Mark, how are you? Good mate, you okay? Hope, hope your birthday went well the other day. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, look, did I commentated semi-finals of the Defence Force yeah. Women's Rugby World Cup, so it was great. Yeah, you and Steve. Yeah, Steve Harris actually. Yeah, did, oh. it's going well actually. Yeah, we got the yeah, final. We got the man. finals on um, Tuesday at College Rifles here in Auckland. So we've got oh, the Defence Ferns taking on France, and then for third and fourth, it is Australia taking on a very, very good Fijian team who are very unlucky to lose to France. Actually, yeah. Well, that'd be good. Mm. They've always yeah been strong on the defence army side of things. Yeah, they so, do. So they'll be good. Well, yeah. good rugby players, as we know. Um, yeah, no, um, yeah, just well, it's good for the rest of the country. But obviously, I was pretty. Um, yeah, I felt a bit of a flat performance by Canterbury, but Wellington, you know, um, it was an inter- interesting game from a Canterbury point of view because I think Wellington just um, had a bit, quite a bit more oomph, you know, in their game plan. No, you know, Canterbury didn't get going. Um, no, really. well, look, I, look, I'm enough for Ali's try, which was Fijian player. <laughs> Typical try by him was brilliant, but um, there wasn't enough of that um, X factor. No, look, a couple of things that I liked about Wellington from day one, they took their three points on offer, as did Canterbury. So put the scoreboard pressure on, keep it ticking oh, over. Yeah. We don't see enough of that. We've moved too far away from that. Teams just cook, kicking for the corners, going for the seven rather than taking the three. But. Um, yeah, look, it's interesting because Wellington, I think, just came in with the momentum. You often see it in the NRL. It's that team that just gets that momentum yep. at the right time of the year, where I think Canterbury have won a lot of games this year. But even against Northland, still at times didn't look oh, like... Yeah. Still didn't look like the Canterbury of old, you know. And I mean, you've got Owen Franks, you've got Dominic Gardner, uh, you've got some experience. But I don't know, as you just mentioned, when you look at Xavier Numia, you look at Asafar Amua... Um, as we already discussed, the likes of Duplessis, Karifi, Peter Lakai, they're just, just, just so explosive, weren't they? Oh, they were. Yeah, especially um, Lakai and Karifi. Um, yeah, I think that. Yeah, I, I think yeah, Dominic Gardner. You know, he's was playing at lock, and you know, I think he's a blindside flanker. You know, they probably should have started Romano. I thought because um, I think with Dominic Bird there, you know, that Wellington side. <laughs> Physicality wise, it's where they, they you know, they hit them, and um, we knew our mo was going to be different, <laughs> uh, difficult, I mean, um, you know, and he, he, they contained him up to a point, but he probably, you know, he didn't, you know, they they got on top of Canterbury, and um, yeah, no, I thought, yeah, no, they they dominated them, and they did go, they did start off badly the season, in Wellington, but they were a team on the trajectory, trajectory upwards, so. Mm. Um, and that's I know I was yeah I was pretty fearful about the, the game. I thought this is going to be tough, but I hope we do it. I thought home ground advantage. Um, in fact, we hadn't done that well the last couple of years, but um, wasn't to be. Yeah, so um, you know, big big season for Wellington. But please, with Canterbury's improvement from last two two years ago, particularly. But yeah, no. Hey, um, um, how concerning was that crowd last night? I mean, it looked good on TV because they were just covering one side of the field but you could immediately see the moment they took a line out from the crowd side that there was really nobody on the other side of the ground it looked a little well, they, they, they stuck us all on one side of the field this year so <laughs> that's yeah. why 
Yeah, on the north stand. But, so, but, um, yes. So it was actually, well, it was a lot better than the last two weeks, you know, where the people liked the crowd. So, yeah, the, the crowd was the crowd. I mean, I'm not, yeah. you know, Welling, Wellington, as you know, gets 3,000. We got probably, and, you know, they might have got a bit more if they'd had a final like we did. But, yeah, I mean, the crowd was better than the last two weeks. I mean, I don't... I, I haven't got the answer to the crowd problem because I go to all the games. No, you, know? you do. I mean, you, you're the dying breed, though, isn't it? But this is the MPC final in Canterbury who have a history, have a legacy, who yep. are the last sort of... And Wellington's a bitter rival, yeah. you know, and, and yet during the week. Couldn't even get close to selling it out. And you, you know the thing that doesn't know me? You say the crowd have been all put on one side of the stadium and you see it with the Women's World Cup going on at the moment. Yeah, same, same. A, lot, a, yeah. lot of, a lot of the camera shots are actually really tight so you can't actually see the lack of crowds. And I'm getting a little bit annoyed by the propaganda and the spin New Zealand rugby are putting on this along with their broadcast partners to somehow make out that the game is in better shape than it actually is and it's actually you know it's a false economy that they're presenting Oh I agree you know um, yeah it's like the women's games, the provincial games were played here at Rugby Park, you know, and, and it wasn't played it there because even though the crowds look, you know, it was the best place to have it because it, it was intimate and, um, you know, I think it's way better than playing down there where the men play. But um, it makes, you know, it's all done to <laughs> to stack the numbers, you know. It's not quite cooking the box, but you sort of, um, you know, it's like, um, you know, a band selling records, <laughs> buying its own records or CDs to get... To go up the charts, yeah, it's, there's a lot of that, and it's um, yeah, it's because it doesn't look good. I mean, Wellington get a hard time because they got that huge mm. stadium, and if you get three thousand or even five, it looks like there's five hundred there rather than five thousand because mm. they're all spread out. So you know, everyone else is trying to um, you know, bunch them all hey, in. But hey, yeah, hey Graham, just quickly too though, um, this and I know we've spoken during the week, but this whole um, this whole just going on sabbaticals, uh, I think we saw last night with Karifi and stuff that, you know, look, if Adi Sevilla yep. was to somehow call New Zealand's bluff and decide that, well, you haven't given me a sabbatical, therefore I'm going overseas, uh, I wouldn't be two-faced. I'd be disappointed that he's gone, but I, I, I just want people playing who actually love New Zealand rugby and money or no money just want to be all blacks and the dream they had as a kid is still well and truly alive in their 20s and early 30s Oh I agree yeah and deeply see Carefi you know you know, I think he's had a great year and you know I think Billy Harmon and Tom Christie you know even though Wellington won you know they've those guys have put their body on the line week after week you know the different types of players to each other and Carefi's Different and Lakai, you know, these guys, um, yeah, I, I mean, as good as Artie is, you know, you don't, I mean, the Hurricanes have got another year with him this year and then it's another year off and then it becomes, I don't know, it's just, it started with the yeah. McCaw Carter but, 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 era but what, and but, it's carried on since yeah, then. Yeah, my, my, point, my point though is that we, before we, you know, it started with Super Rugby, it started with NPC, now it's moving into Super Rugby as Super. well and, and that is another product where the crowds are just going to slowly drop off. Hey, Graham, lovely to have you on the programme and, and great humility being shown this afternoon. I know how much um, Canterbury does mean to you. Lovely to have you on the programme. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Here you go. Mark, good afternoon. Welcome. G'day, mate. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah, I was just want to have a quick chat about the Wellington rugby win last night. Yeah, please do. Yeah, what a great victory that was for the Lions. Um, long-time Wellington rugby 
suffer here, so it was great to see them get the wood over Canterbury finally, especially down in Christchurch. I think most people in um, the country are pretty happy that Canterbury will beat, and that's that's and, and and I guess while there's that level of animosity towards Canterbury, it's only because they have been so successful, and so they should rather than getting upset by that, take that as take that as actually a sign of respect. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think your last caller or your last guest um, hit the nail on the head with the NPC. Like we were at the um, semi-final against Auckland at the stadium. And it's just such a big stadium for such a small amount of people. And that would have been so much better played out at the Tony Rec or rugby. If there's somewhere else in smaller ground, get all those people there, I think you'd draw a much bigger crowd. Yeah, well, look, I remember when North Harbour just played at Oniwa Domain, uh, just in Takapuna in Auckland. And I remember going and watching the 94 final when it was, you know, the war on the shore, which was brutal. Great Auckland team, great North Harbour team. Auckland won. But, man, there was just such an incredible atmosphere in a small boutique type ground that didn't perhaps have a lot of resource, but made up for it just in character. And, yeah, there was just something, um, yeah, it just had a real community feel about it. Yeah, I think that's where Indy Rugby are going wrong. Like the Hurricanes need to be doing the same. They need to be playing in Palmerston North and getting up to Napier more often instead of just parking up at the stadium and getting the same small walk-up crowd in. Mm. They need to get the product out to the people and yeah. yeah, look after the fans a bit more. But you've also got to have your All Blacks playing, don't you? Imagine taking you know a game to... Uh, we, uh, what did you say? Sorry, I don't know Wellington that well. What was the Hut Recreational Ground, yeah. was it? Imagine go, yeah. But imagine going, going there and you had your Artie Severs playing and you had your Geordie Barretts and some of your other Hurricane or Wellington-based players in that team. I mean, admittedly, I'd imagine Geordie's probably playing for Taranaki when I think about it. But you know what I mean? If you actually had those All Blacks that were out of Wellington playing and you're playing at the Hut Rec Ground, imagine the crowds, imagine the level of engagement, imagine people talking about it. Yeah, it'll be massive, and and that's how you get the next generation, you know, signing up to the Tony Club to carry on playing because they've seen their heroes playing at their ground for their club, you know. So, I think, I think, yeah, New Zealand rugby need to take a look at themselves and just sort of take it back to how it was because that's sort of well, if 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 they if they switch on to Sky Sport one or two at the moment, they will see. East Coast taking on mid-Canterbury and it's exactly what you're talking about. This is the model for the way it should be at certainly at an NPC level. Yeah, yeah. All right, mate. Hey, have a good rest of that. Mate. Yeah, you too. Lovely to have you on the programme, Mark. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Tolaga Bay, not too far from where this um, Heartland Championship final is being played. Ed joins us. G'day, Ed. Hey, how are you, man? Um, sorry, bro. I'm, I'm, not, I'm from Tolaga Bay, but I'm up in Auckland. I'm working. Oh, okay. And I just looked on your radio. And then you just said the case we're winning seventeen thirteen. I said, "Oh wow, yeah!" Well, it's it's now twenty two thirteen. Oh, great! Because well, I'm an East Coast player. I played rugby for the East Coast. Oh, good on you. Yeah, no, look, I've got, yeah, a, I've got a friend of mine, a journalist, Neil Reid, who writes for the Hill. He's just mad on it. He's down there, mate. He just loves it. It's like a brotherhood down there. You know, he's as wide as they come, but that whole very strong Māori community, welcome them in, mate. It's, it's, you know, it breaks down all these negative stereotypes that pe- perhaps people have about certain parts of the country or certain sort of um, tribes, etc. And uh, I, it, it, look, it, it's what needs to happen right around the country at all levels. Well, because... Because we're the coast, bro, we get all the cockies and all the all, all the farmers. Yeah, so, you know they all come down and play rugby, man. So we're mixed. Yeah, yeah. No, but every but everybody gets on, mate. You know what I mean? Everybody respects each other. Yeah, I mean it's not always going to be a hundred percent, but we just get on, don't we? None of this, 
you know, rugby just brings everybody together. It brings the community together. I mean, what I love down here, you've got people sitting on horseback, you know, watching the game. You've got kids sitting basically on the oh. sideline, almost where the TMOs are, and or the sorry, the ARs, the assistant referees are. There's no, there's no security there checking to see if you're trying to sneak in a. Um, a, a salad roll or a bottle of water and making you feel like a criminal if, in fact, you do get caught? Oh, brother, um, last year I got invited back to play in the um, Centenary 100 years for the legend. What position did you play, Ed? Uh, well, I'm a lock. Are you? So I played lock. Yeah, so, um, hey, guess who was my locking partner? You tell me. Steve, Steve Lancaster. The great Steve Lancaster. So did he come back at the end of his career and play a bit, did he? Well, um... Well, I was getting bruised because he's a big, tall park as well. I was like, when did you play for the catch against 20, 21? I was like, what? Bro, he was invited by Bailey Mackey. Brilliant, brilliant. So where are you now? Are you in Auckland, did you say? Yeah, bro, I'm working. So I just pulled into my yard so I can, uh, and I just flicked on my radio, and, and when he told me to score, I said, yes, way to go, boys. Get up, get up. So you, do you, and so I thought, pardon? Do you still have your jersey? Oh, no, all my gears, man, they were given away. Bro, this was 1993 when I put on my jersey. Oh, fantastic, mate. How many games did you play? Well, I played one season. I played 10 games, the full season. I was player of the year for the East Coast. I got to go away and play um, Central District's Mouldy with um, Ray Falcon and uh, his team, Norm Hewitt. Yeah, uh, yeah, wow. Played sevens in the National Sevens, and then... Um, and then the next year, I went and played league for Uawa, oh, Tolaga Bay. Oh, good on you, mate. Hey, Ed, lovely to have you on the programme, mate. See, so, so you are actually, uh, what you're what rugby's lacking now, mate. We need the personalities. We need the characters like yourself. We need the players from a bygone era. Um, you know, it, it's great radio. Oh. It's great radio, Ed, to have you on as well, mate. Love it. Cheers, man. And it was, it was great to see the boys this year. And, and hello, Jose Gia coming back to coach them. And Ma Nunu and... Oh, wow, all these cool fellas. Yeah, oh, look, but it's one of those regions, man, that everybody just loves. You know, you cannot dislike the East Coast. And you talk to the Auckland teams that have gone down in their past and maybe have taken the Ranfurly Shield down in some of these pre, you know, pre-season games. And you know Auckland are going to win by 50 or 60 points, but they reckon that the food and the kai that they put on, you know, the seafood, everyone talks about the seafood and the local right, iwi and the way they welcome everybody in, you know, and it's like, hey, it's our town, but while this is on, it's your town. And I just love that attitude. Well, it's true, man. And because the coast, they host games all the way up. I think one of the best feeds I had was, uh, well, we had when we hosted North Otago. And mm. boy, Kai Moana was on mm. that day. See, that's if that's just, just to play East Coast. That's just the incentive alone, just to get on the bus, just to be able to go and at least have the lunch or the dinner. Fuck them on the bus, but I'm moving. Sorry, bro. Um, my boys are saying we're out. So okay. It's the end of the day, and um, yeah, go to the East Coast. What's it? have you got another update for me? 20, 20, 23, 13, 17 and a half minutes remain. I tell you what, there's a young fella place for the coast. He's in about fifty-two games now. Um, oh my gosh, I always, I always forget his name. Sammy Park. Sammy Park. He's a gun. No, he's a gun. I didn't bring in that bugger. Oops, sorry, I shouldn't say that. No, uh, oh, hey, Ed, lovely to have you on the programme, mate. Brilliant, thank you. You're welcome. There you go. Zane, good afternoon. You know what, I, um, I don't know if you remember me, mate, but I used to text you every night back in the old night train um, yes, days. Yes, yes I do. yes, I do, Zane, from Para Para Umu, yep. Yep, first time I've ever had a chance to talk to you, so um, thanks for all of the um, passion over the years, mate. I've always, always enjoyed your shows. Um, 
a little bit of give you a call out of chance. Hey, um, I grew up in Upper Hutt. We had the biggest, I believe, um, amateur rugby club in the Southern Hemisphere back in the 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, I never sort of left home without a rugby ball in my hand, but about five years ago, I don't know what happened, but I completely fell out of love with Union. Um, so obviously I'm not a, a big follower of the NPC, but I did turn it on last night to see the boys um, take that. But uh, why take is it, I don't understand why I'm such a fanatical Warriors fan after 25 years of mediocrity, but I just cannot miss one of their games. So why have I lost touch with the, with the rugby? Well, I think it has to be the tribalism. Mm. Um, as, as you mentioned a bit earlier, if you started like playing, you, you had no super rugby, you had all of your top players in there, you didn't pull them out halfway through, um, you built that tribalism, you played in local grounds where you could just walk up with a packed lunch and your own drinks and you didn't have to you know, go through the concrete jungles. I think you'd start to get people in there, play the club, um, you know, first, what do you call it, the premier um, club games as curtain raises or the first 15 to get people down there as well. If they don't go back to grassroots, we're screwed. Yeah, uh, look, I agree. As I said, we've New Zealand rugby, in the name of the bottom line, have moved us away from being rugby fans now to just All Black fans. And if the All Blacks, and within that, they've then you know they're now putting so much emphasis on the World Cup that it's actually now okay for the All Blacks to lose. So it won't be too long before we erode that as well. Um, Sorry, sorry, just just on just on the NRL. I think part of the reason too with the NRL is even if you've got a crap side you're coming up against a team, you're coming up against teams every week which are just full of absolute superstars within rugby league who are promoted well, who are marketed well. So even if your team loses, you can sort of sit there and go, well, I just saw, you know, um, yeah, I just saw Lottie Takeri play or uh, whoever it might have been yeah. from yesteryear. I think that's the other point. It's, it's, I watch every game of the NRL, man, not just even the Warriors, but the other point is their agility to react to fans' reaction about rule changes that they put in place to make the game more entertaining, whereas you've got world rugby. Here's my take on it. How, how do you have five or six guys ahead of the guy carrying the ball in a rolling mall not be offside? You can't bring it down legally. They just wander around doing that. You've got this whole rule. The I, I, only game of Super Rugby I watched this year was the Auckland semi-final to see a guy standing flat-footed the attacker gets the ball without him having any time to react, runs head first into the defender's head, yet the defender gets recarded. So that the rules are just not made yeah, yeah. to keep the game entertaining. Yeah, look, uh, just Whereas in our they're agile. Yeah, with, with uh, look, just going back to the rolling mall, you're 100%. It's basically legalised shepherding, isn't it? Um, 100%. Um, I can't comprehend that. The clap scrums, you know, the NRL are, are, are agile, they'll change the rules if it doesn't work. Halfway through the season, they'll get rid of it. Whereas, well, rugby, you honestly wonder what the hell they're thinking at the time. So it does come down to them, not just the New Zealand, um, whatever they call themselves, rugby union these days. Yeah, uh, But, 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 but to... rugby, rugby league's just a lot easier to follow. It's a lot more simplistic, isn't it? It's... it's... Yeah, I mean, I think I think the video refs and the bunker and stuff have sometimes complicated it. I think that you know, when, totally. I think totally. referees have lost their actual instinct and intuition now. And um, my biggest frustration with a lot of it is the game is not played in slow motion. So if you are going to watch it, watch it on full speed. If it looks like a try, it is a try. But yeah, one hundred percent. But rugby, yeah, oh, yeah. Look, I think the other thing too, as a country, though, we have evolved, haven't we? And this is where you know, smart businesses will go out and they will get a bit of a read on change and social change and 
and people's lifestyle. And there's a lot of research companies set up to help companies go, hey, where are the trends? We need to adapt. We need to become the Madonna of all brands. I mean, Madonna was hip in 1984, and when she releases music now, she's still hip because she finds a way of um, still being able to relate to the 20, 24-year-old, et cetera. But, but I think half the problem is you're not but, paying someone to do it. Yeah, Get in there and actually meet the fans and, and, and talk to them face-to-face without paying millions to some guys who will spin it. You know, you hear the passion of these people on the ground. A guy like you, mate, you're only passionate because you want it to be better. You're not doing it to take the piss out of them just for the sake of it. No, yet. I'm not. Yeah, you correct. Know, they'll stonewall you. Correct. I, I, I just, I, I, I am just a purist. I, I, I'm just, I know, look, New Zealand rugby, you know, they're just custodians. We own the game, and every New Zealander is entitled to have an opinion. And these All Blacks that come out and say, oh, what do you know? You, you've never played. It's like, well, okay, so don't you then have any issue with the government because you've never been a politician? I mean, it's just a dumb argument, but that's also almost the mentality of New Zealand rugby as well. But, you know, through Sky Television, through satellite TV, through YouTube, every kid, now we're exposed to about four or 500 different bloody sports. I mean, there's downhill mountain biking, there's cliff diving, uh, there's skateboarding, there's every sort of well, extreme sport you can imagine. So every right. kid, and then and then we're starting to get more success across a lot more sports at the Olympic Games. And then, so people are saying, oh, look, in New Zealand, I've was able to do this and at the Winter Olympics. Maybe that's the sport I want to play now. And then you've got the concussion issue with rugby. And and yeah, and then at the same time, to make matters worse, they just don't listen to the consumer or they just continue to bury the products that were once very successful. I mean, if you're going to lose plane numbers, if you're going to lose people to other sports, the way you get them back is make your product more attractive. Well, you actually put people in charge of the game with half of a brain for a start, but hey, you won't get into that. Great mm. to talk to you, mate. Lovely um, to have you on, Zane. I love it. No, appreciate it. Thank you. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.